Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day, and it's so nice to have you in the Playhouse with me. And play we will in a couple of minutes. Going to take a step into the day spa. Also, Joe Rose Show going to be checking in with Rajah Bell, talking some NBA action. Dan Levitard, he could be fighting Dana White soon. We'll hear more about that. Plus, Hawk and Crowder, got some funky Buddha cheers, too. Had some of that funky Buddha hard seltzer last night. Ooh, refreshing and delicious. Mm, don't want to get too far ahead of myself, though. But that does sound good. You know what else is good? Some of these headlines. The NFL is working on allowing players to return to team facilities later this month. Both veterans and rookies would be included. The Heat could potentially acquire DeMarcus Cousins for the NBA restart. Cousins has not played this season due to injury. Kane's tight end, Michael Irvin II, will transfer to FAU. Miami plays Temple September 5th at Hard Rock Stadium. Bubble Wallace wants Confederate flags removed from all NASCAR tracks. Wallace is the circuit's only black full-time driver. The Marlins hold the third overall pick in tomorrow's MLB draft. In addition to that, they will host a virtual draft party on the team's YouTube page starting at 6.30 p.m. The Heat's Udonis Haslam is celebrating his 40th birthday. This currently makes him the only active 40-year-old player in the NBA. Ah, I know you've been waiting for it, so let's do it. Let's take a step into the day spa. <sighs> Fort Myers police had to wrangle a loose alligator in a Walmart parking lot. Is this a case of gator trash? A letter co-written by artist Vincent Van Gogh and Paul Gauguin about visiting French brothels is going up for auction. How do you explain that to your wife? So I spent $200,000 on a letter about two crazy guys going to whorehouses. Two inmates in Rome recently broke out of prison, but left a note saying they would return soon. If they actually do come back, they deserve life in prison for being stupid. Sir Isaac Newton's recipe for toad vomit lozengers that he invented to fight the Black Plague is going up for auction. Oh, and honey... I also spent another $100,000 on toad vomit. Love you. Natalie Portman's birthday is today. My hot mess of the day. <sighs> now on to weather. Tonight's forecast, overcast with temperatures around 80. This morning, Joe Rose, I guarantee you he drank about seven cups of coffee. Then he teamed up with Zach Kranz in Hollywood. Then they called up 
Rajah Bell. Rajah Bell was in the NBA for a long time. Now he's a high school coach in the area. What they talk about? Well, the current social climate. Loving the NBA restart. It's all about Zion. I'm all about Zion Williamson myself. Also, the Heat's chances in the NBA playoffs, plus Battle LA. Hey, Raj, I got to tell you something funny. I told these guys, I don't know if anybody told you. So I was driving home. It just started raining. I was coming around your turn there. And I look up as I'm going around the turn, trying to breathe this nasty storm, just getting ready to hit. And there you are with your son right outside the gate, still like trying to fish and grab a damn five-pound five bass out there, man. Look, hey, not for nothing, not to interrupt you, man, but there have been some, this has been a devastating time. There's a lot of stuff going on in this country, man. But those times that I get with them that I would normally be coaching a team or working, I mean, it's been it's been a blessing. Trying to weigh the, the good versus bad in the situation is something that everyone has to do. But my time with those guys, man, is great. Let me ask you the second one. As a guy that's seen it all, uh, these protests, what have you thought so far from what you've seen and, and can they make a change? Well, I think you're already seeing a change take place. I mean, there's been a lot of, uh, of people that ordinarily probably wouldn't be as supportive as they are right now who, who are supporting. I mean, I was, I was driving through Weston the other day, um, and you had a group of, of people in Weston uh, with Black Lives Matter signs, and, and they were protesting, and there wasn't a black face in the group. Um, and so that, that for me, changed. It's, there's progress. My, my wife comes from a world in Long Island where, you know, not unlike a lot of people in, in this day and age, some of their character is kind of being revealed to her. These are people that she wouldn't have ever thought had some of the world views that they do in her efforts now to kind of change minds and open eyes and have people just listen a little bit. Some of them have started to. So I think it's very important what's going on. Um, I support all of the protesting. I, I understand when someone with a family member in law enforcement or in fire departments are upset about the looting. I also encourage those those people to to kind of don't focus on the, the symptoms necessarily and kind of get to the root of the problem. And I think we've done a good job of that for the most part. And I personally have seen people's minds opened up uh, over the last couple of weeks. And I think, you know, if you can ex- kind of extrapolate that out and, and, and people reach out and, and touch a couple lives in their world that ordinarily wouldn't be touched by something like this, you, you can affect change. Raj, I couldn't agree more. And by the way, I saw the same thing here in Davie right uh, by Nova Southeastern last weekend. Huge protest out there up and down the streets. And the same thing as you, I did not see one, you know, a black man or woman out there. It was, just, and, it's, right. and it's, it's not crazy to see it this time, but it's great to see it this time also. I just thought that's funny. Same thing happened to Wes and same thing right here uh, on University Drive. So you're right. Hopefully change is happening quicker uh, th- than anyone one expected at this point. Speaking of change, the NBA is doing a little bit of changing and uh, starting back up, 22 teams all in Orlando, uh, eight game wrap up to finish the regular season and then a play-in tournament for that eighth seed if, if needed. And then we're going to have an NBA champion. I didn't think it was going to end up happening. What do you think about the whole restart that's happening in Orlando at the end of next month? Well, I love it. I mean, I don't think it's, it's not, it's not perfect, but I, excuse me, I don't, I don't know that it, it would ever be perfect under the, the scenario that we're dealing with right now. So I, I like, I want to say that I think Adam Silver and, and Michelle Roberts and Chris Paul and whoever else was involved in kind of bringing this together have done an excellent job. There are going to be people that say, Hey, I, my team should have made it. How'd you draw a cutoff line at six games and we're six and a half? Like I get all of that, but having basketball back is going to be fantastic. Having the teams that would vie for a championship under normal circumstances, giving back their hope and 
opportunity. Their legacy is uh, on the line. And provided a safe environment and you can have guys go out there and compete and health isn't an issue, you don't want to take that away from guys and teams that that have poured resources for years and years into this maybe one opportunity to win a championship. So I think it's great. Now, they've got some challenges, you know, having said that, you know, there's a lot of things that have to go right for the, for that to go to go as well as they want it to go. But I, but I think they've uh, they've gotten to this point a lot smoother, a lot quicker, and with a lot more cooperation than a lot of other leagues. And, you know, I commend them. Do you think all the teams that played great and had the home court advantage that play, even Philadelphia had a great record at home, Miami, teams like that, does it change for them, to, or do you still think the teams that played well overall are going to be the teams to beat? The, the, the Milwaukee's and the L.A. and L.A. still the teams to beat. Joe, that's a t- it's a tough question. So I, Rip Hamilton and I disagreed with this, disagreed with each other the other day on this. I tend to think that if you subtract all of the extras from the equation, you get rid of the fans and the noise and the you know the halftime shows and you know the travel and what have you. You're going to get the teams with the best players winning most of the games. Like I tend to believe that. That's just I, if you put LeBron, AD, and whoever on the court four out of five times, you know they're they're going to be a, a lesser team minus all the rest of the stuff that could come into play there. Richard Hamilton seemed to think that because guys' juices wouldn't be flowing and there'd be empty gyms and and neutral neutral courts that you'd get a lesser team jump up there and win more more often than you normally would. It's going to remain to be seen, but my heart says that if you subtract all of that stuff and you just have those two teams go out there in a relatively relatively uh, 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 docile environment and, and there's not a whole lot of stuff going on there, you're going to have the better players beating the lesser players. But we see in pickup games all the time, and that's going to be the challenge. You see in pickup games all the time, guys, you know, some of the better players, they'll, they'll lose because they're, they're conditioned to get up for real games, real environments, those things that get your motor running when you walk into an arena, your creatures of habit, and guys that are a little hungrier, that are they yeah. just want to prove to that better player that, that they're not as good as they think they are, they'll pop up and beat them. So it's going to be very interesting to see how that plays out. I like the play-in uh, format at the end because I feel like the play-in format was built for Zion Williamson to somehow get into the playoffs and make sure that he's on the, the front line when it comes to all those playoff games being on TV every single night. Even though John Morant's sitting there too and they have two, two best uh, rookies in the Western Conference uh, the play-in kind of format for those teams that still have a chance only one in the East and a bunch in the West uh, you, you like that you like how they're giving all these teams still a chance to get in there not just taking the top eight of each calling it a you know done deal and saying let's start the playoffs I think it's a good look obviously I mean you, you want to have Zion in there if you're in the NBA right that's, that's right. the new cash yep. cow you have if all you day. get him on TV you gotta get him on TV <laughs> all day right from a business standpoint yeah I think it's great but I, I do think there was enough time left in a season that if you were five games out, five games doesn't sound like a lot, but over the course of 20 games, five games is a lot to make up. But theoretically, you could do that. So I think giving those guys a swing at it, especially when you have teams like, you know, Zion that you want to have in there and another young, great rookie in Ja. Like, those make sense business-wise. But teams like Portland that have pedigree, like they have players, they were banged up, they were missing bigs this year. If they were to get healthy, those type of teams have the type of players that could not only get in but make some noise once they get in. So giving them an opportunity, I think, was the right call. Milwaukee, I'm not sold that they're coming out of the East. I feel a lot better about L.A. or L.A. coming out of the West. What about your thoughts on Milwaukee, who had the best record in the East? See, I'm a Milwaukee fan, Joe. Um, I've always been kind of – fascinated with the 76ers as a team. Uh, the, the 76ers, for me, have 
just about everything you'd want in a team except two things, and they're big, they're big things, right? It's chemistry and shooting. Um, but, man, when you, I mean, those are like the two most important things, and I love them anyway. But it's crazy. But they, they, they just have this, this uh, you know, Joel Embiid is a phenomenal player. Ben Simmons is, is a very unique type of player. And they, they're the type of team that I've always said, if they could figure it out for, for one reason or another, they're going to be a hard out for a lot of people. Milwaukee Bucks is a, is a chemistry-driven team. I mean, they've got a lot of good players, but they play a certain brand of basketball that they have to hit that brand on the head every night to really be, you know, who we've seen throughout this season. And when you when you take guys out of the gym for months on end, sometimes it's hard to recreate that magic. I am going to going down the stretch here, like going into, I'm going to err on teams that have the the, the more talent, like teams with the most talent. I think I'm going to pick, and I and you're going to have to prove me wrong, and 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 that's just the way I'm going to play it. Where do the Heat fit into that, Raja? We got to ask you about our local team here. How do the Heat going to look in this tournament? Look, they're another team that. First of all, they, they could really use a, a quick start coming out of the gates rather than having to go go through like Philly and Milwaukee, I think is who they would pull now. You could possibly get Toronto and, and I forget who the other team is, and that would be a much better look for the Heat. So but like important that they come out of the gate, and the good news for the Heat is there's nobody I probably trust more than the Heat. If you said you're only getting four weeks to be ready to play, go. I trust Eric Spolstra and the Heat and Pat Riley to do that. And so I think they'll come out of the gate and they'll be ready to rock. The the problem with Milwaukee is kind of the same problem with the Heat for me. I felt like you were maybe as a Heat uh, team kind of exceeding expectations this year and in a good way. Like you, you were, no one really expected you to be that good. It took me half a year to really say, oh, this is real. I thought it was flash in the pan for a while, but can you recreate that in the amount of time that you have? Like, and, and again, I trust Small and them to be able to do it. It is a tall task. It's not an easy thing to do, especially when I'm telling you in, in the last breath that I'm going to go with the team with the most talent. As talented as the Heat are, they're relatively young guys, and that's not really mature talent. That's not like star talent yet, except for Jimmy B and, 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 and uh, Bam is coming along. But some of those other pieces are really young. If they get out of the gates early, it could be a really good look for them, and that makes an easier path to them maybe advancing you know, into the Eastern Conference you know, deep into the playoffs. If they come out slow, it's going to be it's going to be quick work probably. Roger, imagine being a team that has the two seed in the East and you set up playing Brooklyn if that was the first round of the playoffs and all of a sudden, I know it's not going to happen now, but all of a sudden Brooklyn brings back Kevin, Gar- uh, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving to be a seven seed. That would bring a lot of intrigue into these playoffs. They were shut down pretty quickly, but... With guys that were injured, like you said, and I think Portland's going to benefit a lot uh, from from this break and now having a chance to come back. But can you imagine KD and Irving coming back or even John Wall for Washington at this point? If all these injured guys came back and played for their teams, what these playoffs would look like? It would be crazy. It would be one of those videos where like a guy with the Madden sticks, like something happens crazy and they just smash the sticks on the ground. This is not right. Like you can't do this. The East next year is going to be a really, really different landscape. And, and you kind of, you touched on it. Like we talk about having to come out and kind of recreate who you are as a team and reinvent and refine your chemistry and all the things that, that could be perceived as negatives from the layoff. But there are a lot of teams out there that were banged up. You know, you start a season at about 100%, you know, if you're lucky, going into training camp. By the fifth day of training camp, you will never play again at 100%. You'll play at 98% and then 25 games in, you're at, you know, 90%. And then by the time you get to the playoffs, you're playing at 72% avoid you know what you were but everyone is so no one can really tell there are going to be a lot of guys 
James Harden's of the world, high usage rate guys that that are called on every night to score 35 points. And believe it or not, like a Giannis who just has to do so much for his team, LeBron. Those guys are going to come back, and they're going their bodies are going to be rejuvenated. They're going to be you're going to see a high level of basketball, high level of star. It's, it should be exciting if the NBA can avoid the coronavirus and and having players fall ill and, and major players get sick, and then someone on the bench affecting a LeBron or something like that. It, it should be pretty fun. It's going to be different. Guys are going to certainly have to figure out how to get their own juices flowing with no crowd. I'm interested to see if they pump in any kind of uh, sounds or anything like that. They put the fake people in the, in the seats. Like That's all going to be interesting to me. But hopefully you'll see some good, healthy basketball. I think overall the Clippers have a little better team. I know Lakers got a better overall record right now, but the Clippers have a little better overall team, a little deeper team than the Lakers. Do you agree with that? for a chance to win this I whole do. thing? I think the Clippers are the better team, and they were able to kind of double down on that. I thought they were before the deadline, and then, and then grabbing Morris at the deadline and out from under the Lakers. I think stuff like that just solidified that they were going to be the deeper bunch. The playoffs particularly become what your stars are going to do. If you have two of them, which two are going to show up? And if one of them on one team doesn't show up, the team with the two better stars in the series are going to win. And so that, for me, kind of levels the playing field a little bit with the Lakers and the Clippers. I think the Clippers are deeper. If you were going to tell me that you know these games were going to be played on home courts, even though the Lakers and the Clippers play in the same building, those role players, the guys like myself, will play a lot better at home, usually, than they will on the road. You subtract that out of the equation a little bit, and I Again, I, this is just my belief. I, I think it purely comes down to who has the better players. Um, I think they both have fantastic coaches, so I don't think that chess match is really going to be a huge issue. Um, and so I think it, it should be fantastic if, if we get to that. Uh, but I agree with you, Clippers, uh, better roster, deeper roster. Um, but I just think the Lakers have the two better players. Paul George and uh, Kawhi versus it. Yeah, that's a good point. Hey, it's always great having you, man. Really appreciate Raja coming on with us, man. Thank you so much. Anytime, brother Joe. Next time you see us, stop by and throw a cast out with us. I would have, but hey, it was raining. Old guys can't be in that rain, man. You know, that color and that hair starts to run. That's not good for me. Enough, you see the oil enough. slick, yeah. You see the oil slick, Raja. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't need Raja going, Joe, what's that black stuff going down the side of your face? I go, oh, oh I'm sorry, man. I didn't know. Right, Raja, thanks as always, buddy. We'll bug you soon. Thank you. All right, guys. Joe Rose and his hair. Forever young, forever young. Dan Levitard, he's gotten himself into a little bit of a pickle. And he's lowballing me and he's doing the same thing to me that he did to his fighters, which is why Masvidal's complaining about him. It's why George St. Pierre complained about it. It's why Randy Couture complained about it. The list is long. Oh, he's got beef. You'll find out the rest of it in just five minutes here on the Best of the Joe Show. Welcome back to the best of the Joe show running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day always playing around on Twitter at Dan Day Radio. So won't you please stalk me? Seriously, I don't mind. My life's pretty interesting. So stalking me might make your life a little bit better. Dan Levitard, he kind of kind of didn't agree to fight the UFC's Dana White for charity. Now he seems like he's kind of crawfishing a little bit. I'm not scared of Dana White. He huffs, he puffs. He ain't going to blow my house down. Or maybe he will, but at least I'll go out like a man. Dan, be a man. Stand up to Dana White. Throw it down with him. Plus, Greg Cody just has more problems. Everyone here pushing me. 
toward the octagon here as Dana White lowballs me. And I'm just telling you right now that $250,000 to charity might get me to the weigh-in in my underwear because I don't want to be shirtless in front of people in my underwear. Might. Might get me to just the weigh-in. Never mind the octagon itself. Like, I'm, I'm not sure if you offer $250,000 to charity whether or not I would go and be in my underwear in front of people who uh, can't be trusted with my vulnerability. You have to open up the possibilities here, Dan. I don't know why you want Dana White to pay so much money to beat you up. Fine, he can up his charitable donation, but the way this would work is use a promotional power of the UFC and ESPN to allow other people to donate to the cause of seeing you get your face punched in. Yes, right. and, and this is why it might be a worthy path to go down. And what I wanted to ask you guys, because I find the symbolism Andy Kaufman-esque, the guy who runs that sport, who's about to open a fight island that you could see at 1130 Eastern, all the details you want on first take, the just delicious symbolic irony in the fact that the fight is literally because he doesn't pay people enough to fight. And now when he negotiates, he says, this is the amount and there will be no negotiation. <laughs> like he's treating me the same way he's treating every last fighter who's got a problem with him. And the list is long. Yes, Chris, what do you have here? I'm just confused why your price is so high. I could have paid 250K to hang out with Roger Goodell and watch Monday Night Football. And yet I can't punch Dan Levitard in the face well, first, for that much. For first of all, you couldn't have because Goodell thought the same thing I thought about the 250K. Go ahead and keep it, uh, Portnoy. I'll go ahead and not take your money for charity. But here's what you have to realize there about how wonderful a position we are in as a show, because this is a content farm. Barstool has to pay $250,000 to try and embarrass a head of a sport. Around here, $250,000 isn't enough for a head of a sport to try and embarrass me, because I'm telling you that to get on a stand where they weigh me in my underwear costs more than $250,000 when you're I'm not disputing that that's a lot of money. I am not disputing that that is a worthy amount of money for any cause. I'm saying for him, not a lot of money. And he's lowballing me and he's doing the same thing to me that he did to his fighters, which is why Masvidal is complaining about him. It's why George St. Pierre complained about it. It's why Randy Couture complained about it. The list is long. John, John Bones Jones complains about the salary. And unlike the other sports, all the other sports, including dirty boxing, none of the numbers with them are are public and they are making money for the company right now they're one of the few making money for our company and i need to ask mike this before we head down this path because i will turn this into a content farm for months i was talking to mosfidal's people yesterday about training me before i waste my time you are wasting your time training yeah. before Wait, i are you're just training for the the weigh-in right before i waste my time i need you to find out corporate mike i will not have disney lawyers make us a marching band to know where if we head down this path because I'm not totally positive that Disney will let me do yeah. this based on the fear that my teeth will fall out. So far, the only thing that's standing in the way of this fight happening is you continually trying to go back to the negotiating table saying that's not enough. I'm not taking the first offer. I'm How not. much do you want? Let's start well, there. I, you know what? You don't have to give me anything. Does it have to be his money? You don't have to give me anything and you don't have to give the charity anything. It doesn't have to be his money. You could pay John Bones Jones and Masvidal right to see the 
the fight that we want to see, Jones in the heavyweight division, Masvidal against anybody, you can pay them right. You wouldn't have to give me right. anything. You wouldn't have to give charity so anything. Whoa, 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 whoa. Just <laughs> so this is the hill to die on. Fighting for labor. Fighting for labor. Fighting for labor against management is absolutely the hill to literally die on. If he pays them enough, you will then fight Dana White? It's I'm not even you pay them enough. I'm not even sure if that's enough, but we can begin talking oh. right about there. I am a man of the fighter. Oh, jeez. This will never happen, man. This is amazing. This is how you're spinning it? Mean. It's a good way to spin it. You cannot dispute that it's a good way to you're spin not, it. You're stealing money from charity to give to John Bones That's right. Jones. That's exactly right. Billy, <laughs> what, Billy, what do you have here? I would be, yeah, first of all, why did we just take money away from charity? That doesn't seem right. Second of all, I think you should be careful because Stugatz, I think, will willingly step in if the price is right. I'm about to. Get to. The attention that you're not going to get. <laughs> oh, I don't think you're right. I don't think all of you who are pushing me to that octagon, I don't believe that a single one of you would actually do this. Oh, definitely. Oh, am I? This is yeah. incredible promotion. Yeah. This yeah. is amazing. Yeah, but I could get the promotion without doing it. Yeah, but here's the problem. I don't think Dana, <laughs> right, this is, this is amazing. I don't think what? Dana would pay 250 to, to knock me Mike, out. Mike, I mean, we were on ABC with Halle Berry on Saturday, yeah, and no. this hasn't even started yet. Nah, you need the we promotion who? of the fight. We Dana who? was on. Yeah, it's right. just you. Yeah, what was I? Yeah, and why do you think you're the headliner? Casper, people. <laughs> what is happening? So Dana White says I have a big mouth. Is no disputing that, I don't think. And Mike yells that I'm not the headliner, so put it on the poll gear. Oh, who do you want to see knocked out more, Dan or Dana at Levitard Show? Uh, Dana White accuses us of being all talk and no action, and it's only what it's going to say on this show's tombstone. We are not a sports <laughs> action show. We're a sports talk show. Right. Like, yes, we are all talk and no action. Like, that is not even an indictment. It's simply a fact. When's the last action? I mean, yeah, we don't do anything. <laughs> like, we don't actually accomplish this, and we will get close to accomplishing this. And then I'll look at Mike and I'll say, no, Disney lawyers got in the way. I didn't check because I just was pushing you to the octagon do you want the lawyers to check because i do i okay. do i want right. mike ryan to find out before we even get down this path i don't want to waste a training not one training session right. with jorge masvidal that i don't need to do you'd be shocked at the groundswell of support there is from disney corporate to watch you get absolutely pummeled. I, I don't believe you i believe that uh philosophically yes but the lawyers don't care about the content you are absolutely right that there are any number of executives that would like to watch that but the lawyers worry <laughs> nothing about li worry only about liability which is why we're not allowed to do anything around here poor stugatz had to sign all sorts of paperwork just to stand on like the the roof of the clevelander for a second yep signed my life away I signed mean. his whole life away in a panic it wasn't even the roof like if he had it wasn't fallen, even disney's attorney it was a waiter here at the clevelander <laughs> weird um, let's not talk about that anymore <laughs> they got the shot though everybody yes uh stugatz was holding a sign behind us on highly questionable like one of those cows in the chicken commercial which uh apparently it turned into a wind sail it was very dangerous yes it was yeah. very it dangerous was. frankly uh yeah. go ahead billy go ahead billy you're laughing at this because you remember you were scurrying past or so, be behind i almost fell it was so dangerous like 40 mile an hour winds that day and i think what he signed wasn't espn it was clevelander and i think he signed an employment contract just <laughs> waiving liability and then he's looking at it, he's like wait a minute how many shifts do i have to do here to do this it's all i haven't gotten paid yet i mean so meanwhile 
Meanwhile, the entire time we're talking about all of this, uh, Greg Cody, who is, as you know, down with the minority cause, is symbolically a black box right now in our Zoom call. I cannot see him. I don't even know if he is there. Greg, are you there? I am here. Okay, wonderful. So it's just a disembodied voice. He sounds better somehow. As as if it's not hard enough to do the show with him generally. Shockinger! Now I can also not see him at all, Stugat. So how am I supposed to do this? Greg, what's wrong? Like, you don't bring your back in my day. You you don't help me. You sound like disease. And, and, and <laughs> That helps. The the computer issue I'm having is totally beyond my control. Uh, 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 mea culpa here. I, I have nothing um, to do with why you don't see me right now. Yeah, that can't be true. Mike, is that in any way true what he is saying there? Because I mean, it's his laptop that broke. Therefore, it is partly <laughs> his fault. Who are fault. you blaming it on? If it's not... If it's not Whose fault, fault is it? Who's fault? fault? And he's incapable of fixing it, which is the larger issue. I'm not an IT guy. I mean, come on. I have my limits, like all men and women. <laughs> Do you have anything in the way of opinions on this conversation we've been having for two segments on on the Dana White fight? Yeah, I'd love to see you fight Dana White. I would, uh, I would contribute out of my own Greg pocket. Cody to, uh, on ESPN Radio. Greg Cody just cannot win. Hawk and Crowder, though, they can. I am giving cheers to the people that subscribe to and download our podcast. Oh, we're giving some cheers too in just a few here on the Best of the Joe Show. This is the Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day, Hawk and Crowder, Funky Buddha. Cheers too for you. Cheers to here. Somebody's going to win $50 at Funky Buddha Brewery. They've got the tap room in Oakland Park. It opened yesterday. They've got all the social distancing guidelines in effect. They've got separation between tables. They don't have the bar area open, but you can still enjoy their delicious food and drinks. They'll bring it to you. It is a uh, a fantastic place. So if you're uh, ready to, uh, and you got to be wearing face covering when you walk in, uh, when you walk out, anytime you're walking around. So as long as you're not eating, you wear that face mask. But uh, they are concerned about your health, but they are concerned about getting some good food and drinks into you your belly and they will do so funky boot up brewery the tap room in oakland park it is open again you can get all the uh, info on their website and uh, we are very glad that it's open and certainly give somebody a chance here to win 50 dollars and go spend it at funky buddha brewery the tap room so let's fire off the big open for cheers to solana funky funky high, funky 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 high. let's play cheers to and now, put them up for Cheers to... I'm going to give cheers to... I'm giving cheers to Charlie Strong. I want to give my cheers to... Cheers to everybody that showers. Brought to you by Funky Buddha Brewery. Hey, you gave uh, cheers to Charlie Strong in that open. Didn't he end up leaving Florida again? Yes. Yeah, he went, uh... Where the hell is Charlie at? He's somewhere else. Maybe he went you want to Alabama. take that out of the open. Yeah, he, went to, he went to Alabama. That's why I turned on Chuck. 
Yeah, man, I text him too. In hell with you. Solana, you may have to take that out of the open. I think it's even better that he left UF and uh, Crowder's <laughs> giving him cheers too. I was kidding. I, I just texted you. Leave it in. We can lose coaches, bring in coaches. We'll still be better than UM. It's crazy. Still be a non-playoff team. All right, let's uh, <laughs> let's play a little cheers too. We'll uh, we'll go to the phones here in a second. First, we'll go around the room. I just started to to get into this in the top of the hour, but I'll save it for now. I am giving cheers to the people that subscribe to and download our podcast we uh we just saw may's numbers yesterday we're on pace for two million downloads this calendar year let me repeat that because last year we were making a big deal about getting one million downloads we are on pace for two million downloads this calendar year but we need your help to maintain that So with our ratings, the book came out today. I'm not going to get into it, but it was a great day for us. Our podcast downloads, our impressions and and the listens and the click-throughs on Radio.com. This show, Hockman and Crowder and Solana and Dan Day and Jay Fig, this show is really doing some special things on these radio stations, and it is all due to you, the listener. And so cheers to you, but I do implore you, if you have not subscribed to our podcast, please do so. It's free and it really helps us out. And if you can download the segments and the podcasts, it would really help us out. Click on them every now and then, share them with your friends, spread the word via Twitter. It would really be something special for us. So if you haven't yet, download the radio.com app. Then on the little search feature, you can just search Hockman and Crowder and you will get to our podcast. You could subscribe there. You can go to Apple Podcasts. You can search Hockman and Crowder, subscribe there but cheers to you guys the listeners we are on pace for two million downloads this year and that is special for us so thank you crowder who are you giving cheers to i'm giving cheers to the walmart Publix, target the baggers because they mm. signed up to bag groceries, maybe walk one or two old ladies out an hour. Now they're picking up carts. They have to wipe them down with bleach. They have to put little symbols on everything. They're putting their health at risk. All they wanted was a quick little summer job to make their dad happy. And now they're doing so much more. My cheers, too, is to the baggers at grocery stores and those big market stores that have taken on so much more responsibility now that COVID hit. That is a great one right there. It's yeah, like, man. oh, yeah, I'll put some uh, from Stouffer's frozen meatballs in a bag i'll call it a day make a few bucks this summer oh here put on this mask you're a frontline warrior huh what i don't even know how to how to work the cutting thing in the deli doesn't matter You stand between us and anarchy. Just think about it. When the COVID quarantine hit, right, every employee at Publix kept their job exactly the same other than the bagger. The baggers have so much more crap to do, man. I I, I give them tips. They tell me no, and I'll just throw a little tin on the ground and say, hey, act like you found it, bro. Because, man, I got to give you something. You working too damn hard. For real. Uh, Solana, who are you giving cheers to today? I'm giving cheers to my captain. Udonis Haslam has been a model citizen and a champion on and off the court. I've looked up to him since I was in fourth grade. I can't ask for a better example to represent the city of Miami. It's his 40th birthday, so number 40 turns 40. Cheers to you, UD. Absolutely. We'll play uh, Solana's Udonis Haslam montage to kick off the 4 o'clock hour this afternoon. Let's go to our own Udonis Haslam, Dan Day. Dan Day. (laughs) 
Oh, you're man. giving cheers to. My man Solana giving a cheers to the birthday boy. I'm going to give my cheers to the birthday girl, Natalie Portman. Woo! So I, I saw her birthday listed on Celebrity Birthdays this morning. Natalie Portman, she was in Black Swan, right? Ooh, yes. Yeah. Ooh. All right. I'm already. I'm ready for the day to end and go home already. Cheers to Black Swan. Hmm. Man, that movie is something. All right, I have four good cheers too. Let me take a few from the listeners, and we'll award hmm. somebody fifty dollars at Funky Buddha Brewery oh, in Oakland Park. You can get <laughs> get there uh, if I type in N A T on my Google bar. The scene from Black Swan just pops right up. It knows where I'm going. All right, Joaquin <laughs> in Davy. Joaquin, who are you giving cheers to today? I'm giving to to you guys for great show you do every day. Oh, that is very Thank nice. You. Cheers to us for doing a great show. We uh, we appreciate that. And and I've been telling you for the last uh, week, for longer than that, but certainly last week in this, we've received so much uh, social media love and uh, love on the text line and whatnot. So we uh, we do appreciate that. Thank you, Joaquin. Uh, Carlos in Miami Beach. Who are you giving cheers to, Carlos? I'm um, 215 pounds. I'm a Leo. <laughs> I'm ready. I really, I appreciate everything you guys do, and uh, I'm gonna give cheers to to, to the to the protesters. I'm gonna I'm gonna give cheers to to power. You know everything that it, it's uncomfortable to do, and uh, I'm I'm just I'm proud of my city. I'm proud of of everybody that gets uncomfortable to try to make things comfortable for everybody. My cheers is to the protesters. So true. Well said, Carlos. Our own Alejandro Solana was one of the peaceful protesters in Miami, and I think Miami has a lot to be proud of for the peaceful protests that took place. And uh, Solana, so you're uh, you're lumped into that cheers too. That was nice, uh, nice work out of you going out there and being part of something special. Thank you, but uh, not just me. A bunch of people are out there doing yeah, it man. the right way, which is uh, what's no important. Doubt. Pete in K Town, Kendall checking in. Pete, who are you giving cheers to, Pete? What up? I'm giving cheers to the guys that have been running the private online poker clubs. Let me tell you something. If Trump <laughs> would have legalized online poker, he probably would have found uh, the cure for Corona already with all the money he would have made. Got me through quarantine. <laughs> you know what? Online poker, and it, it exploded many years ago, and then it kind of waned because then they started cracking down on it or whatnot. So you're playing online poker, and uh, and it's passing the time. Yes, sir. Every night, nice, two tournaments. Nice I job. run it. I take care of I like it. Pete in K-Town. He's making things happen in K-Town. Jose in the Pines. Who you want to give cheers to, Jose? Good afternoon, fellas. How are you guys? Very good. How are you? Thank you for listening. Good, good. I wanted to give cheers to the essential workers because everybody else had a few weeks off and we were there making sure the world kept going around in the front lines. How true, man. That's a good one. There are people that honestly, because all of our lives have been turned upside down with COVID and then there was, you know, been all this social unrest that, you know, all of a sudden there were curfews and people's lives changed. But there have been this core of essential workers that have gotten up for work 
every day. You know, we've gotten up every day since March, but then we go right to our home studios. We don't go into the studio. There are people where they are going into work. They are working through this like uh, like nothing else is going on, and uh, and they definitely deserve cheers too. This is uh, we're gonna be short on time, so let's do it out of those four. We uh, we need to pick a winner here. Fifty dollars, Funky Buddha Brewery, the tap room in Oakland Park. They are open again. We've got Joaquin gives cheers to us for the radio show. Carlos in Miami, cheers to the peaceful protesters and to power and for keeping the conversation going and real. Uh, Pete in K-Town for the private online poker clubs, keeping people entertained, if you will, during COVID. And uh, Jose in the Pines, giving cheers to essential workers that have worked throughout this entire pandemic. Man, this is a tough one. I'm going to vote for Carlos in Miami. I do admire the protesters. I admire uh, the protesters that are keeping the conversation at the forefront and uh, and keeping the conversation from being hijacked by people that want to make it about something else. So uh, I'm going to vote for Carlos in Miami Beach. How about you, Crowder? I'm going to go for, and it's going to sound crazy, but Joaquin, number one for us. With what we did last week, man, I got praised so much. I had family members calling me from Tuan Russell to uh, Calvin Hughes, Omar, Warren Moon. The conversations we had, the honest, un, you know, no anger, none of that screaming and yelling, just conversation about what's going on. I really think we did a great job last week with how we handled very tough times in this nation. So I got to go with number one. I'm going with Joaquin. I'm uh, I'm not going to hate on that at all. Solana, you are going to be the deciding vote. Is it going to be? Joaquin in Davie or Carlos in Miami Beach. I got Pete in Cape Town because he's from All Kendall. Right, I know you always stand by Kendall, but he's not in uh, the runoff here. Uh, We're already down to two, so uh, this is the runoff, but uh, much love to Kendall. Cape Town, do your thing. Sorry. All right, is it going to be Joaquin in Davie or Carlos in Miami? This is tough. I love uh, Joaquin showing us love. I'm going to go Carlos in Miami Beach, though. Because I think the message he said was uh, just as important as the message itself. And uh, it's going to be Carlos in Miami Beach. Right on. Carlos, you got $50 at Funky Buddha Brewery. The tap room is open in Oakland Park. You will enjoy it. The food is fire. The drinks are fire. All about it. And maybe one day we'll even be able to go to that Funky Buddha tap room at the BB&T Center again. Who knows? Who knows? Yes. So, uh, Congratulations, Carlos. $50 from our friends at Funky Buddha Brewery. Cheers to you. I'm Dan Day, and this has been the Best of the Joe Show. Later, slug. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.